Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I'm Steve Buchanan along with my co host, Julian Edlow. Coming off probably the greatest weekend in football playoff history. Can we, can we go that far? Can we take it that far? I think we can take it that far. Can we take it that far? I would say it is all, all three of the first games end with uh walk off field goals for the road teams. Um, the underdogs, underdogs all the yeah. field goals on the last play. And then the, to top it off, we get the best game. When we think it can't get any better, we get the best game of all of them with uh, Mahomes and Allen putting on that show and a walk-off touchdown by the home team in overtime and what was essentially a pick'em game. Um, it was absolute, absolute insanity. Um, and it came complete with, you know, Ryan Tannehill barfing all over himself and costing me money and making you money. It came with the Green Bay Packers going out and scoring that touchdown on the opening drive and it never looking like they weren't going to cover until they got a blocked punt returned into the end zone. Special teams gave up two blocked kicks, a blocked field goal, a blocked punt, and then had 10 men on the field in an attempt to block what wound up being the game-winning field goal by the 49ers. So, like, these one seeds going down, my, my takeaway, I guess, from the weekend, these one seeds going back down, in hindsight, had massive Achilles heels that I don't know if you could, you know, you can handicap for Tannehill and start the game with an interception on your first throw, interception your first throw of the second half, interception on your last throw of the game. You have nine sacks and you lose the game on a game-winning field goal. Um, you know, you can cap for that. I, I guess you can cap for special teams, but my question would be, like, is the difference between the Packers and the 49ers, how many points can you give to special team units? Are you really yeah. going to not bet the Packers because they have the worst special teams and think that that's going to make the difference in the game? And it made the 100% difference uh, – in the game so tough for Packers backers which which both of us were and then of course it also came complete with a Tom Brady 27 to 3 comeback um I don't know how this stuff happens like the Cam Akers fumble I don't know how this stuff happens to set Brady up but he finally didn't get one because that Bucks defense like it was from the start of the game was so bad and was at the end of the game giving up bombs to Cooper Cup I don't know how you do it but you did um and then the Mahomes Allen stuff was just like speechless finish from yeah. just the amount of possessions that they got out of the last two minutes of that game. It's so funny too, because like the, um, the bills chiefs game started like within five minutes of bucks Rams ending. And I was like, so emotionally drained from the bucks Rams game that I'm like, I don't even really want to watch this game. Like I was like, Everything that just happened in that Bucks Rams game, I'm like, oh, I gotta do it. Get ready, yeah. And it's like, okay, no chance. You gotta just go. And then that game was, was even topped it, which which is incredible because you know we almost had a story of Tom Brady coming back from a massive deficit again um, in a high leverage spot. I mean, to be fair, he did come back because the game was tied, but they ended up losing in the end there. So 
Um, let's just get right to cash or trash it because that's where a lot of this is, is coming from. I, you know, I said it from day one, you know, I'm taking the Bengals against the, against the Titans. Titans were so excited to get Derrick Henry back. They wanted to do play action without establishing the run and immediately gets picked off. It was like an omen for the game. It's like right when that happened, I'm like, oh, good. Yep. This is going to be fine. And the funny thing was, and, you know, I had this observation as it, as it was going on. I think one of the things that hurt the Titans the most is that they were relying upon Henry so much. And it was clear he was not ready. I mean, he did his thing. You know, if you have Derrick Henry available, you use him. But when they started to mix in like Hilliard, then it was like it was so obvious who should be the running back in this game, the RB1 in that game. And, and they just they could not get away from that. Because he, every time they swapped, it was evident who was at running back. Because they look the same from behind. They have like the same dreadlocks. You can't even tell who it is sometimes. They look exactly the same. But it was so obvious who the better running back Eric was Henry in that game. Bigger man. He is a bigger man. But if you look at real quick, you can't tell the difference. Especially from a side profile. That being said, um, you know, Burrow just does his thing, man. And now it's going up against Patrick Mahomes. The entire world is going to be on the Chiefs. Understandably so, but I'm riding the Bengals until this is over. So cash Bengals. It was unfortunately also in a parlay with the the Packers. So we can, I'll just do a cash and a trash right here, right now. Had the Bengals had them also in the parlay with the Packers. I I texted you. The hardest part was going to, it was getting to the Bengals to win. Did that. Of course. I'm like cash the parlay money line. Easy. Trash that because of the Packers after looking so good on that first drive too, like making it look easy, moving down the field with absolute efficiency. And then it just disappeared. It was incredible. Cash Packers, excuse me, cash bangles, trash the Bengals Packers money line parlay. This weekend just in, encompassed how difficult betting sides in the NFL is because I bet I thought all, I liked all four home teams and some of them were, were contrarian. Um, and I got the Titans at, at minus three and I had them on some money line and um, they had the ball with a chance to win the game by three at the end. And that was with two big Tannehill mistakes. Three was the limit. Three was the straw that broke the camel's back. So Ryan Tannehill, not, not enough. It's not like Burrow, Burrow was good with what he had to do, but like he didn't throw a touchdown pass. They had yeah. a running touchdown and four kicks. Um, so uh, sacked nine times. Uh, it's just at, the Titans did everything except avoid making huge mistakes and right. Hill did. So trash that Packers, I, you know, speechless, same thing. You, you had it one, you gave it away on special teams. Um, held the 49ers without a, a touchdown, essentially an offensive touchdown, at least. Um, Bucks was an air ball. Bucks was the only one that I won't complain about, but it almost won because of yeah. Tom Brady and his <clears throat> usual comebacks. Bucks, I was on the wrong side. I said, if I was nervous about any, it was that the Rams would be the right side there getting to Brady. That was the case. Rams were hundred percent the right side, but Bucks almost got there. And so they gave me false hope. And, you know, I was already counting that as a loss. And then I was like, eh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, so, of course, the one that I do win is the team that gives up the game winning touchdown with 13 seconds left. 
uh, <laughs> Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, how are you going to bet these games? I think this weekend might be a little easier to bet, but I don't know. I mean, it can't get more difficult. Yeah. Um, so cash the Chiefs for for me. Um, play, player props are, are interesting in these bigger games. Gabe Davis, by the way, went over his receiving props oh by 170 and a half yards. That is just absurd. Absolutely he was, absurd. So I didn't I don't think four touchdowns is something you can bet on. Three touchdowns. Three is the max, yeah. Three you can bet on, and it was plus ten thousand. So a hundred dollars <laughs> on Gabe Davis to score three touchdowns pays you ten grand. Um and then he just sprinkled another one on there just for fun, <laughs> which would have yeah. been I don't know, maybe a hundred grand if you can bet four. Who knows? Right. Um so the Gabe Davis props were the, the the most surprising thing to me. Not that he had a good game because he's pretty good, and they finally started playing him over Emmanuel Sanders. But like, you know, eighty yards and a touchdown would have been a pretty big game. Not instead, he goes for two hundred and four. So that was, that was pretty wild. As somebody who stashed away all of his rookie cards, thinking they were useless, I was quite happy with the result of Sunday's game. That was uh, that was great for the card industry. You might want to do something with him. What do you think I'm going to be doing? I'm hauling out of here now. <laughs> the, the value is at its highest. Is at its peak right now. You got to sell them off. That's how you, yeah. that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Agreed. Uh, all right. So that was a quick recap. Cash it or trash it for the pod. We're going to chalk. Chalk. We're going to talk. Chatter. With John, that's what I try to say, talk and chatter at the same time. We're going to talk to Johnny Avello for the recurring odds artist segment, get a little insight on how the sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, did this weekend. I'm going to guess it did pretty well. Oh, the dogs. Then after that, we're going to do a quick preview of the championship, uh, championship round, get into the two games there, and then we're going to wrap it up. So, as we always do, we're going to hit the music. Johnny Avello, he's coming down the aisle for odds are. All righty, and welcome into another edition of Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, welcome in. Hi, guys. Good seeing you. Good to see you because we have an insane weekend of divisional games to talk about. Um, after no walk-offs in the six game on, games on wildcard weekend, we get four walk-offs in four games on divisional weekend. I don't know what the odds for that would have been if you want to throw out a number, parlay all four games ending on the last play. Um, <laughs> the first three, road dogs win on the game-winning field goals to end the game. Then Mahomes and Allen put on that show for us in, in Chiefs' bills. Um, with Mahomes getting it back with 13 seconds, still finding a way to, to win that game. Just go game for game uh, for us here, I guess, and and let us know how DK Sportsbook did on each of these insane divisional games. Yeah, yeah. let's rehash. Uh, Saturday, 49ers at the Packers. Uh, Massive handle, and the game that had the most tickets written on it of all the four. Uh, The majority of those tickets were on the Packers for both side and money line, and ended up being a huge win for the house. Uh, The Bengals at the Titans. That handle was also very large, but not as big as the early game. Uh, Results, also terrific for the house, but again, not as good as the first game, but not much will top that first game. Uh, 
Sunday, the Rams at the Bucks. That was bet similarly similarly to the Titans game as far as the handle, but uh, they were the choice on the money line, and therefore that game. And when I say they were the Rams, uh, that ended up to be a negative territory for us. And then the Bills at the Chiefs, biggest handle for a single game for the entire weekend. Uh, we weren't in a particularly great spot on that game. There was plenty of Bills money line play, but there was also a tidy sum on the Chiefs laying the one, one and a half. So that result wasn't all that favorable either. But you take the two days combined, it was uh, excellent for us. So how was the handle on the parlays and the teasers for these games with such short favorites? It made it tougher to really link some of these pieces together. You know, Packers were most likely the most popular money line piece, I would assume. You know, I fell into that trap myself, as I'm sure many of our listeners did as well. Did people put multiple? Yep, Julian, too. Uh, did people put multiple legs together as much as usual or just kind of bet these games straight up more than they usually do? Uh, there was certainly uh, this, you know, the bulk of the money was on the on straights and uh, and you know uh, money line bets and totals. But there were certainly some betters that parlayed these games on the alternative lines through key numbers uh, for tr- traditional teasers. All sides won except for the Packers, but of course they were the kingpin on on most of those bets. Um, but money line parlays on all dogs that was about as popular a choice that I've ever seen on a divisional round. All four teamers, a four teamer, if you played all four dogs, was going to pay about 40, 45 to one. And uh, a lot of people needed that last the last uh, section to come through for them. They felt pretty confident with 13 seconds to go. But <laughs> you never can feel that confident in the NFL, can you? Wow. Um yeah, I didn't even think about that four-team underdog parlay that yeah. some would say was literally decided by a coin flip. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the Packers forgot to forgot to handicap for the 49ers not scoring an offensive touchdown um, and the Packers giving away 10 points on kicks, but silly mm-hmm. me. Um, the people that were capping this Bills and Chiefs game, there were times during that game, like, or let's speak about the games in general. Like, was live betting this weekend, did you notice that becoming any more popular than it normally is or just because there's more eyes on the game? And just the unique example that we can use is the 13 seconds. Um, I personally, I didn't get to see. I didn't. I don't know if DK Sportsbook offered a, a live line at that point after the Bills' last touchdown, but I did see across the industry there were some, like, 22-1 to 1 tickets on Chiefs' money line with 13 seconds left just taking them live that, that got through, which is – wild yeah, there were some bets on that and remember the chiefs had three timeouts yeah uh, so that certainly helped and they two they designed two plays that were just brilliant to get him in in position uh live wagering was about as robust as ever uh, and how about this particular bet guys i'll share with you about there was about four and a half minutes to go in the bucks game and I, you'll remember this bucks had just given up the ball we're losing by 14 it, yep. it kind of looked hopeless at that point. So uh, one of our users uh, laid 604000 to win 46000 uh, And the price on that is minus 1300 one to 13 And we all know the rest of the story <laughs> on that one. But that one, personally, if that was my bet, that would have caused me to have cardiac arrest. <laughs> 
That's a uh, stressful one. Yeah, unbelievable. What were some of the most bet player props from the weekend? You know, like Patrick Mahomes went over his rushing yards in the first quarter. I'm sure that was a a popular uh, one there. Which player props uh, cashed people out the most this weekend? Let's see. On Saturday, you had A.J. Dillon, first TD score, 11-1. Wow. Henry, first TD score, uh, plus 450. Uh, Joe Mixon, over 21 and a half yards. Those three made, made the betters money. Sunday, uh, Devin Singletary, first TD score, uh, eight and a half to one. Kelsey, anytime score, you lay a dime. I mean, everybody fits Kelsey every week. Uh, And then Brady and Stafford to combine for over 600 passing yards at plus 150. That was one that took some solid action. Uh, And Cooper Cup to score a TD anytime during the game and the Rams win. Another another cash for the players. That was plus two fifty or two sixty, I believe. It's a pretty good number. All right, so that covers the that should be wild card weekend. We talk about wild. That was the wild weekend, the divisional round. But let's look forward to the championship games um, on Sunday. How has the the early handle been as we record this on Tuesday afternoon? So we're still about five days away from from the games. Uh, Bengals getting seven, San Fran getting three and a half at, uh, at LA. Yeah. On the side so far, it's all chiefs and Rams, especially chiefs chiefs open mm-hmm. six and a half point favorite. They're now up to seven. Uh, the Rams open three and a half. We're currently still, still at three and a half, but the Rams have taken about 65% of all the bets, um, on the spread side and then 71% on, on the money line. But Julian, you said something very, very long way to go on these two games. So um, I'm sh- I think we're going to end up needing the dogs this weekend. But uh, you know, by by the early action. But th- there's going to be so much money bet on these games. These will be the top top bet games probably of all time on DK Network. Do you see much movement on either of these spreads or totals leading up to the kick? Uh, last week, we did see some live move, uh, movements as the, as the week went on, especially in that Bills-Chiefs game. It looked like actually for a little while, might get down to a pick. It was getting to that point. Didn't I don't, think, I don't believe it ever reached that point, but do you see any uh, significant live movements coming up as the week goes on? Well, last week's games did move a little, but stayed very close to the opener throughout the week and closed within a half point. Uh, two games of the opener, two of the four. One, one, uh, one game was no change at all from the opener, and one game was uh, one point from the initial opening line. So, you know, everything kind of stayed close to where uh, we opened them, which, as a bookmaker, that's what you love to see. Where <laughs> are they going this week? Hard saying. I mean, Chiefs at seven, probably see seven and a half. I think this Sharps will gobble up a seven and a half or an eight if it gets that high. The other one's probably going to stay right around that three and a half. That's where the last time these teams played it. That's where that line was also. Three and a half point dogs for the Niners the last two times. And of course they won both of those games. Um, All right. So the live Super Bowl odds or the current Super Bowl odds, we got the Chiefs at plus 120, the Rams at plus 200, the 49ers plus 450, the Bengals plus 800 on DK Sportsbook. But just going off of, you know, since these lines open back over over the summer, what's the remaining liability on these final four teams left, both whether it's to win the conference or or win the Super Bowl? 
Well, last weekend was good for us in futures because uh, the Packers and the Titans were both pretty yeah. good size losses for us. But besides the Rams, who were also a loss for us, we're in pretty good shape to win the big one. Uh, and we're also in positive territory on the conference future. So I like where we are right now with uh, four teams remaining. I'm sure the Bucks going out was a pretty good was good for you guys too as well. Yeah, Bucks uh, Bucks uh, always uh, been grabbing that Super Bowl money, and they have been for the last three years. Yep. All right. Well, Bengals. What's is there anything just off? This is off the top of your head. All my good questions always come. I don't send them to you. They come off the top of my head. What's is there anything big out there, Bengals wise? Like, because uh, they were I, uh, I saw a ticket on them. They were like two hundred to one or something to win the Super Bowl, weren't they? Yeah, there's some tickets out there with them. Uh, you know, some people got some pretty good size payoffs, but uh, you know, there hasn't been any one huge big bet on them right. you know, to put us in, you know, in a negative spot. So, right. yeah, and there's and there should be big bets out on them. I mean, you when you saw that in the middle of the season, you know, were they going to get there? Weren't they not? They the odds needed to be high. Hey, and that's what foresight's all about, guys. Yep. Yeah, these. I mean, the reality is, if you pay out one big Bengals ticket, you're also not paying anybody for the Chiefs, and everybody has the Chiefs to win the AFC. <laughs> Super Bowl, so, some give and take. Um, all right, that's all. Are with Johnny Avello. Um, let's see how these championship games play out, and then uh, the next time we talk to you, we'll be talking Super Bowl spreads, Super Bowl props, um, all types of I'm sure wild stuff that uh, you guys will have on the board been doing a great job so far the titans won the titans game won cash the jamar chase uh higgins julio aj brown all over 50 yards i said julio was gonna mess that one up plus 500 it got there so these creative props coming out on dk sportsbook actually making betters a little bit of money here and there um johnny thank you so much and we'll talk to you next week or sometime before the super bowl we'll figure that out okay guys thanks a lot thanks johnny As always, thanks to Johnny Avello for joining us for Odds Are. Now we're going to do a quick preview of the two games that we have coming up for the championship round. Bengals at Chiefs, Niners at Rams. One of these teams should not be here, but, you know, the Niners are here and they're playing the Rams so they can get smoked. But I think a lot of the eyes are going to be on that first game at 3 o'clock. Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs are currently, as we record this Tuesday afternoon, Seven-point favorites over under in this game, 54-and-a-half. I believe that was also the total for the Rams-Chiefs game last week, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was 52. What do you mean? It, oh, you mean, oh, Chiefs-Bills. Yeah, I think it was Chiefs 54. Chiefs-Bills was 54. 54, okay. So we're approaching that, that realm <laughs> once again. Uh, and then we have Rams, uh, excuse me, 49ers at Rams. Rams three and a half point favorites in this one. I don't know how you're not hammering that already. Over under a 46 in that one. Where do you want to start here? Do you want to start with Bengals Chiefs? Yeah, that's the first game and uh, probably the game that most people will agree on, even though you don't. Um, I thought the Bengals were going to be in a little over their head going on the road last week. They weren't, but they also were not particularly great Ryan right. Tannehill just barfed all over himself now that said Josh Allen did a lot to this Kansas City defense uh you know down the stretch of that game and I think Burrow can have a good game here Burrow Chase Higgins um can have good games but you're not 
you're not this moment's going to be too big for them that you're not taking down Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen um the bills were the bills it's like the it's like all those NBA teams kind of and maybe I'm just not thinking of a that good of an NFL example but like the bulls that kept losing to the pistons um before they broke through uh the pistons were losing to the celtics before they broke through and got their title like that's what the bills are struggling with right now with mahomes and the chiefs didn't happen last year they built everything to come back and do it they got so close and could maybe next year is their year there's no way that burrow with the Bengals in the first winning their first playoff game since 91 are going to just step in and and just do it it's going to take some pain. It's going to take some learning. It's going to take some losses. Um, not to mention the Chiefs are just better also. They're, they're going to be better in this, in this game, and Mahomes is going to make more plays than Burrow, and I think the defense is going to be a, a little better. If, if Kansas City gets pressure, I mean, nine sacks. Burrow got sacked nine times. If Kansas City gets pressure, uh, I think this one can, I think this one has blowout potential, honestly. Um, wow. <clears throat> so I'm fine. Lay, I'm fine laying the seven and I will use them as a teaser leg. Yeah. We'll get to the next game. So once upon a time, back in week 17, these two teams met. Bengals came away with a victory 34 31. Good. Chiefs bounce back. Burrow. Threw the ball 39 times. He completed 30 of those for 446 yards and four touchdowns. Julian, why did that happen? Well, let me let you in on something. The Chiefs love to run man coverage. Guess who the top quarterback in the league was against man coverage? His name is Joe Burrow averaging 8.4 yards per pass attempt. That was the best in the league. So with that being said, if Burrow can avoid pressure, which was a massive reason why he did not throw for a touchdown in that game against the Titans. But if he can avoid the pressure, there's a very good chance that he can carve out this, this, uh, this defense once again. Am I saying he's going to throw for 446 yards? No. But I will be happy to take the Bengals. Plus seven and a half would be great. I would love the plus seven and a half. We can get there. Get it. The seven's already at at 115. Yep. So love to take them at seven and a half. Um, I think the Chiefs do ultimately win this game for a lot of the reasons that you said. But I do not think this is going to be a blowout at all. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think people are... Underestimating, underestimating the Bengals once again, which has happened many times this season. But for as good as the Chiefs' offense has been, and it has been stellar, I would dare to say that the Bengals' offense has also been very, very good. So I would also be inclined to take the yes. over in this game, fifty-four and a half. Um, this could easily, this could easily go in the direction of that Bills game. Although that Bills game picked up down the stretch so much, yeah. like if the Chiefs make that fourth down stop the final score of that game might be 26 to 21 chiefs. Sure. Definitely. No, you're, you're totally right on that. But, um, you know, even, uh, and the amazing thing is too, for all the pressure that Joe Burrow was under last week, he still went 28 for 37 for 348 yards. That's absurd. Mm -hmm. If I told you X quarterback was sacked nine times, how many passing yards do you think he'd have? 
You would not be right. saying approach in 350. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Averaging 9.4 yards per um, yards per completion in that game. Dude, it's just different. It's just yep, different. The, the Bengals are good. That's why they're in the AFC championship game. Right. Um, I just think it's not going to go very well for them. I think that the Chiefs, I mean, the touchdown catches that Chase was coming down with in that last game were just straight down the field. If the Chiefs don't switch out of man coverage to play a little cover two, to play some zone, things like that, yep. that affect Burrow and get some pressure on him up front, then I don't know what they're doing. Um, just real quick, who do you think would. Who do you think one of the best quarterbacks was against zone coverage? <laughs> Joe Burrow is one of the best Joe quarterbacks Burrow. in the league. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, but it's funny though, the two best quarterbacks in both scenarios, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. And in, 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 in terms of yards per uh, pass attempt, excuse So let me just point that out there. But Burrow, yards Stafford. Yards per pass attempt against what? Both man and zone coverage. They're the top two against both? Yep. Okay. So they just average the most yards per attempt. Doesn't matter what kind of defense you're playing. Well, that will be your Super Bowl matchup. It could be. I don't think it will be. <laughs> it could be. Um, let's um, talk. Go ahead. Prop, props. Well, well, let's save more props for Thursday. I was going to say yeah. props are up early this week. If there's anything we want to go into, I don't think there's anything too crazy. I, I'm not looking at that until th- at least Thursday, anyways. All right. <clears throat> Mahomes. It's plus money for Burrow and Mahomes to pass for 600 plus yards. I think that's one of my favorite. Oh, really? Specials. What's that at? Conference specials. Um, Mahomes and Burrow, 600 plus passing yards, plus 150. Okay. Yeah, I, like I can that. take that. <clears throat> nice little double up on your uh, on your money, double up in a little bit more. Yep. Plus 150. Get it? Yeah, double up in a little more. Okay. Um, <laughs> Niners, Rams. Uh, you love the Rams. The Rams are good. They're not great. Um the Niners have the Rams number, and eventually you oh, here we go. the Rams are going to bounce back. Six in a row, I think, now for the Niners. They won both games, as we mentioned. Um, one in overtime on the road, one blowout fashion at home on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Rams are already doing their best to not allow Niners fans to be able to get tickets to this game, which is yep. somewhat <laughs> pathetic because they're going to get tickets to this game if they want them and they want them. So it's going to be about a 75, 25 crowd again in favor of the Niners, which Stafford said caused problems last game. Um, Niners are a little dinged up, but it all looks like good news on Debo and Kittle. Uh, Like I thought it was going to end last week against the Packers and they didn't really do anything. It was just the, the lack of special teams by the Packers that, that got them there. But I can't, like you also have to get to a place where just because they should have lost last week, it doesn't mean that they doesn't mean you have to go against them this week. Yeah. Um, the matchup this week sets up much better. Um, and, and we've seen it play, play out on the field. Yep. Uh, I think the Niners are going to run it down the Rams throat and, you know, take control of this game. I lean Niners. With the three and a half, I lean Niners money line. I think we're going to get a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. I don't think I'm going to play either of those things. I think that all I'm going to do is have the Chiefs, have the Chiefs basically, you know, if there's an NBA favorite I like. So, like, we're recording this on Tuesday. I'll give you a Tuesday play potentially. I don't know. I don't know what this will come out at because it went off the board. But, like, everyone's out for the Pelicans. 
76ers money line, Chiefs money line, that's probably not quite enough. But like throughout the week, when I see spots that I like in the NBA or college basketball, I'm going to take them and put them with the Chiefs. Yep. So that I just get there. I know I said lay the points, but I think I'm going to get there Sunday and not need the points and just need Kansas City to win. The only other thing that I'll do, I think, is tease Kansas City and San Francisco. So I'm going to have Kansas City to win, San Francisco plus nine and a half. And after Kansas City wins that game, I probably just won't get involved. I'll, I'll hopefully just have my nine and a half ticket. And that's that. Um, I don't see it being uh, the Rams could win. Uh, they very well could win. I don't think I don't see it being more than a one score game, though. Yeah. And um, especially like <clears throat> division game third meeting this season. It, it's hard to see a blowout here either way. Um, so I'll have San Francisco plus nine and a half, hopefully going after Kansas City wins. And what was my other point there going to be? I don't even remember, but that's what I'm going to have. So I like the Rams. <clears throat> I'm a, I'll be all oh, over. The- if the nine, if I did have plus nine and a half, and the uh, Niners were to score first, if it ever got to the pick'em range, yeah, that's when I would consider the Rams and middling my nine and a half and pick them. Sure, of course, this all hinges on Kansas City winning, otherwise the ticket's done. But yeah, um, so I'm, I'm going to be on the Rams, like the pass rush that they showed last week against Tom Brady. And that's how you beat Tom Brady's you, you get him, you know, under pressure. And that's all we saw last game. How do you not do that against Jimmy Garoppolo? Who's dealing with number of injuries, how bad he was looking, even with a clean pocket against the Packers. Like, like if we're being honest, the way for the Packers to have won that game was to just catch one of those five pick sixes that he basically threw. Right. Yep. Yep. So he got away with that against, against the Packers. Not going to get away with it with this secondary. Not with the Rams. That ain't going to happen. The Rams secondary might not be good. <clears throat> so I will say the front, this. The front is. The front is. But I will say that if we're comparing the offenses, even with them being banged up, you're going to have a much more difficult time defending against the the um, um, the Bucks than you are the 49ers. Right? Because yeah, Debo yeah. Samuel is not really – he's not really getting the targets. He's being more uh, used as a running back. So then it's kind of down to Brendan Ayuk, George Kittle, who's really well, been quiet for like a month now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that in theory, but the, like the reason that blitzing the bucks was going to work is because the offensive line was down, maybe their best player and another guy dinged up. Yep. Whereas this, one of the strengths of the Niners is that offensive line, which is why, I, sure. think I mean, most of all, they're going to try not to like, wasn't it the Packers uh, NFC championship game, Niners Packers, where Jimmy G threw the ball eight times or whatever it was? I think it was, yeah. It was single-digit passing yep. offense. Um, ideally, that's what the Niners want to do. They're not going to be able to get away with that. But, like, I'm just saying when he, they do need to pass, he should be protected. So he still could make the, the mistakes because he's not as good of a quarterback, but – I don't know if the pressure will be there like it was on Brady. It's my point. No, I mean, the pressure on Brady was just absurd. And I, I, I forgot to pull the numbers of how much he was under pressure. If I had a guess, it would be north of 55. Like, I would not be surprised if he was under pressure on 60% of his dropbacks. Either way, I'm on the Rams this week. Um, I'm happy to take them at, at three and a half. I think they're going to win by over a touchdown on this one. So might even do an alternate line once again, going with the Rams maybe at six and a half at this point, get a, de- a different number. If there's one prop that I'm already somewhat interested in, first touchdown score, Rams defense, 35 to one. First touchdown score. 
That's a huge number. That's a big number for first touchdown score for a defense. Like that a Garoppolo interception. Yeah. That's yeah, a big number. 35 to one. I like that a lot. It's not an not, awful number. No, not an awful number. And again, this is not a big play. This is like a quarter of a unit play if you want to do that. But that's a big number for a, a, a quarterback that is definitely liable to turn it over um, and a defense that can make that happen. So love that Rams defense first touchdown score of 35 to one. Something to consider as the props continue to come out here. Like you mentioned, they are out a lot already, uh, but we'll dive into that more with the guests on Thursday and get into that. Quick and easy for you. Thursday will be the hard-hitting analysis show. Thursday, we will be back with another guest. Dive into these two games. It would be great if you could get somebody from the Cincinnati area on as a guest. Just a suggestion. Uh, I'd like somebody to say. I know anybody in the Cincinnati area. Mm, Yeah, we might have to figure that out. We'll figure that out. Get get a nice Bengals fan on. Maybe we can get Kay Adams on. She's a big Bengals fan. Maybe she'll give some good analysis. Oh, yeah. She loves Bengals. Who doesn't love the Bengals? Other than you. Other than you. I like the Bengals. I just think it's silly to not like the Chiefs here. We said we said this a lot about some other teams last week. How did that work out? We disagree. I mean, the, the Titans was I was wrong about the Titans, but I, I was th- I was talking more about the Packers. Oh, you mean we together? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, again, that was like that's not going to be this type of game because that game was just decided on two special teams errors yeah and yep. that's not, it's just not going to happen again now well, rogers could have been bet like rogers didn't have to score one touchdown on the opening drive he didn't score it but lead one touchdown drive and then do nothing ever again um but that's encouraging i guess for uh this niners defense going up up against the the rams offense that they could slow down the packers like that yep yep or rogers was just done with it just done yeah, I mean, maybe he is. I, I think he's this done. game was being played in colder conditions. I wish they could play this one at Lambeau, too. Fred hey, real Stafford quick. Lambeau. Real quick, is Brady done? I think he's done. No, he's going to play another season. Do you see the comments from yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I think he's soon, done. Soon, I think that he – I think he's getting heavy pressure from his family to not play. Which would be the reason to not play. Right. But once you're done, you're done. So unless you're Brett Favre. So I was like, going to say, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I think that he's dealing with like the day after all the pressure from the family and then it's going to start to come around again and it's going to be an agreement for one one more, no matter what happens. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Take. Okay. That's going to do it for this edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. As always, we'll be back next week on Thursday with a guest. Right, to be This good- week on Thursday. Yep. Not next week. Back this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Thursday. When it's we'll Thursday, also be back next week. Yeah. When it's Thursday, a pod drops. So just this week, next week, week after, whatever. We'll be here on Thursday to yeah. go over the championship games for this week. For Julian Edlow, I'm Steve Buchanan. Talk to you on Thursday. But. <laughs> <laughs>
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.